Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys. I like to think I know something about beer, but nowadays even I get overwhelmed when confronted by the exhaustive selection of craft beers they have at bars, breweries, and even grocery stores. Back in the day you had one, maybe two craft beers to choose from, and if you were confused, you ordered a Guinness. But in beer stations like San Diego, the craft beer options lately are in double, sometimes even triple, digits. So what's a beer drinker to do? You need what I need, the Vegas Beer Guys. Your beer of choice should be a perfect blend of malt and hops. And so a live show about beer needs that same balance. And the Vegas Beer Guys matches beer expert Dan Aker with self-proclaimed beer novice Stephen J. Weiss. The results are eminently drinkable. They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They'll try new beers. They'll tell you about beers. They'll tell you which beers you should steer clear of. Think of them as your beer Sherpas guiding you up a foamy-headed mountain to reach the peak of your pint. God, I need a beer. The Everything Sequel podcast contains explicit language. Because we learned it from you, Dad. One last yippee kaye, motherfuckers. This is the Everything Sequel Podcast. We're doing the Die Hard Edition. My name is Michael Schantz. I'm of the How Dare You Awards. With me is Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. This is a mini-sode, everyone. Our first mini-sode coming at the end of a series. This is our mini-sode for Pitch a Sequel. Tom and I are going to be pitching our sequels. Tom, first of all. Yeah. Our first mini-sode was our ranking of these movies. I I changed horses midstream. I couldn't help myself. I first went uh, 4, 3, 2, 5. I had to change a heart. I got to go 4, 2, 3, 5. Oh, okay. Um, you, wow. you are 2, 4, 3, 5. You're going 2, 4, 3, right? 5. Yeah, 2, 4, 3, 5. So, which, which is what I have. So we're... we're we're uh No, I'm I'm going four two. Oh you're going four two. Okay. Yeah, I'm four two three five. Um I couldn't with a clear conscience list three above two when I only really love the first half of that movie. But now we are at the tail end of an episode, my friend. So we already have made history. I've changed horses, I've changed yeah. my uh I've changed my, my ranking on these movies, and now it's time to pitch a sequel. I'm really excited to see what we come up with. How about you? Oh, um, very, very excited. I think I, you know what I, I, I'm trying to. I've been trying to come up with the metaphor for how hard it is to rank these movies. Right. And it's like to me, it's like deciding between The Wire season three and The Wire season four. <laughs> like I could literally go back and forth about how good and best these are all day long, and I can do the same yeah. with these movies. I hear you. Two, uh, two to four. I could do the same with two to four. Well, five, we'll just shunt that to the side. That's going to be last always. But like we said, two, three, and four, I mean, it's razor thin. Mm-hmm. And on any given day, well, I don't know that I would ever put three to the front. But, uh, you know. You conceivably beyond, could. 
Yeah, but if you're being, that... if, if one of us is being really ballsy and saying the second half of this movie doesn't matter, right? You could say like, you know, I mean, there's bits of Citizen Kane that aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> you got a snort out of me. I like that so much. You know, holy shit. That was fantastic. There's bits of Citizen Kane that aren't good. Oh, my goodness gracious. So, all right, Tom, we're talking about creating a sixth diehard. How do you do it right? Where do you go? Who's going first? You want me to go or would you like to go? I'll, I'll go. Oh, well, right. you know what? You, I, I've, I've gone. Let's, since we're, we're making history, let's have you go first. All right. I will go first. So, oh my gosh. I just realized I haven't come up with a title, Tom. Well, this is, I mean, this is the most developed pitch I've heard from you. So I think we can, we'll work out a title afterwards because people are going to be impressed regardless. All right. No title. (laughs) Die Hard 6.0 for now. Okay. So, this story takes place reverting back to the original Die Hard. We're going back, Tom, say it with me, Nakatomi Towers. Plaza. Get it right. <laughs> Not Nagasaki. I apologize Nakatomi. to the, the millions who died and were uh, brutally injured in the Nagasaki attack. You monstrous British asshole. So, we're back at Nakatomi Towers... <laughs> Why are we there? We are there for a retrospective, uh, basically about John McClane's life. I um, I kind of had this idea, Tom, that he would be uh, being interviewed by Oprah Winfrey. Right. They are on the. Oh, I want to say the thirty. What floor are they on in the original? Doesn't Is matter. We don't talk about the original. All right. <laughs> so they're on the same floor. Uh, They have set it up so that he can be interviewed and basically, like, full on bring the band back. Everybody's there that has ever been involved in John McClane's life to talk about the remarkable events that has happened to him in his life. His children are there. His wife's there. Matt Flynn is there. (laughs) Uh, We got Zeus there. I mean, you know, bring in Carmine as far as I'm concerned, like... Bring anybody back that can and will come back to talk about the extraordinary things that has happened to him. So he's in the Nakatomi Towers. And as of right now, Tom, I don't know if I told you this part. Of course, chaos is going to ensue. Of course, John McClane is going to get loose in the building. Mm -hmm. As of right now, I would love it if Charlize Theron is cast in this movie as the daughter of Carl. Ah, okay. She is our bad guy, so you bring back, even though these are tropes, you bring back the relative, you've got the daughter of a man who was killed. I'd like to see Um, that done right. Yeah, right? (laughs) Uh, you got to bring back Sergeant Al Powell. Yep. you got to have Reginald Vell Johnson. I want him there. Still on the phone or in person? No, in person. Okay, good. Now he's in Live the building. by satellite. It's out yeah. <laughs> Just so he could be outside. Just so he could be outside. So 
my idea was like, you have to justify this, right? So how do you justify, like I was thinking you could make Charlize Theron, the character, Carl's daughter, maybe she's the producer of this Oprah show that's being put together. So she's on site. And the first thing we see, Oprah dead. We shoot Oprah. That's great. I love it. How how terrible is that? Not, not because I want to see her dead. Don't get me wrong, but that, just as a kind of bold, it's a Jaws, it's a Jaws the Revenge type opening. Yeah, really. I mean, bold maneuver when you kill the actual Oprah. Yes, it is. God, I hope she agrees. You, right, to right, to let me just clarify movie. for anyone listening. You are you're, you're talking about on film, right? Of course, I'm talking about This is not a snuff film. movie you're proposing here. Good grief, sir. Bite your tongue. She's America's treasure. She is. And that's why it works. So if you wait for the moment where, and, and it gives you this opportunity at the beginning of this movie to see sort of all the carnage that John McClane has had to witness in his life. And you have Oprah there talking about his battle with uh, alcohol, mm. uh, <laughs> his failure in his marriage. You have a, 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 a real serious opportunity for John McClane and for Bruce Willis to do some serious work and to see sort of everything that's happened to him, the, total, the sum total of everything that's happened in his life. And he has to, like, leave the area. He goes to the restroom, and this is the moment that Charlize decides to bang, bang, shoot, shoot. He doesn't know what's going on. He escapes up the stairs. But all of that's by design because she needs time. Because, of course, she's got to break into a vault. There's got to be some jewels or something she wants. Mm. And she's got to wait for the FBI. And you basically have the same setup, except everybody that's there with McLean is valued. Someone that they don't want to see die. Does someone else escape? You know, is somebody with him? Is somebody not with him? I mean, I just, to me, it could go in so many fun directions. This is the only thing I would want to see in a last Die Hard sequel. I give it to you, sir. You tell me where I'm wrong. How would you want this series to wrap up? Well, <laughs> actually, not too dissimilarly. Um <laughs> 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 As you know, I'm a big proponent of the Everything Soup uh, uh, kind of sequel. Um, More than anything, you're just about putting numbers into letters for the titles. Is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. That too. Well, this one, this is actually a departure in terms of the title. The title of, of my sequel is uh, Dying Hard or Hardly Dying. <laughs> um. And what's happened is basically... Is it like a Warner Brothers cartoon? McClane, he wants to retire in a quiet place, free from any of the um, explosions and terrorist attacks that he would normally be subject to in his daily life. So John, John McClane Jr., uh, um, through his contacts with the CIA and the Russian government... Um, gets John a plot of land on the Diomedes, which are these two islands that border um, uh, the U.S. through Alaska and Russia. So he gets a plot of land there, and it's like it's it's sold to him as like this is the quietest place on earth, the smallest town you'll ever live in. There's no possibility that anything can happen here, and you'll have a quiet retirement. <laughs> this is great. So the the first so so John McClane he's, he's walking out of his ha his house for the first day taking a walk around, 
Um, who's the first, and he bump, first person he bumps into? Who do you think? His wife. No. Damn it. It's Al Powell. Oh, fantastic. So he's like, hey, you moved here? And he's like, yeah, yeah, came up, you know, for the for the ice fishing, uh, got an inheritance. Um, Al moved to the island? Yeah, he, no, he lives there. That's... <laughs> Okay, so and then so this is like a days of the week thing, which is another departure for the, the series. Instead of it all being on one day, it takes place over one week. That's by the by. We can work that out later. Um, right. He goes out Tuesday. He goes out, goes to the local internet cafe. Who's that? Is it like is it like The Shining? Like, are we gonna see Bung Monday? Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, it's Matt. <laughs> Matt's at the internet cafe. It's like, you live here now? It's like, yeah, you know, I um, I uh, invented this this website and it turned me into a millionaire, so I came here. Okay. Wednesday. Goes out, he, he goes to the local locksmiths. Zeus is working there. <laughs> after, after these three, now, you know, John is used to coincidences in his life. Uh-huh. But after three in a row... Day after day, he's thinking, he's like, he's okay, thinking bullshit. what's going on here? Gets on the old uh, the old blower to John McClane Jr. It's like, you told me this is going to be a quiet, re- quiet retirement. Why is everyone who I've been associated with thwarting a terrorist attack here on the same small town on the same small island with me? And John McClane's like, oh, John, John Jr. is like, okay, uh, I gotta, I, I, I'm going to tell you the truth. Basically, what happened was the warlock who took over um, following Gabriel? the events of Live, Live Free and Die Hard, Live Free or Die Hard, as the head of um, internet security, <laughs> ran a bunch of simul after meeting John McClain, but ran a bunch of simulations and discovered that this quartet are the best placed people to defend America's border against a Russian attack. And guess what? That is exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> so the warlock found various ways to, like, get them to this island through, you know, uh, pretending that an internet app was, uh, that there was an inheritance, all that sort of stuff. Falsified a bunch of information so these guys could have the money. And then subtly you, they used subliminal advertising through the internet to get these guys in all the same place. This is great. America is about to be invaded, uh, a land invasion by Russia. And and Bruce Willis, this, John McClane's going to put a stop to it Al Powell, with his pals. Zeus and Matt are the first line of defense. Matt on the computer front, Al Powell on the Twinkie front. <laughs> Al Powell's on the phones. He's the one who's doing communications. <laughs> he's monitoring the communications. And Zeus, Zeus just, Zeus just on the mean stare front. Zeus is there in case the Russians try to attack with riddles. <laughs> uh, oh he's there. For, he's doing strategy. So yeah, that's it. And uh, that is um, dying hard or hardly dying. Dying hard or hardly dying. I love it. I love it. But what do you think, listeners? Which movie <laughs> would you like to see between Tom or I? Go ahead and vote. Let us know. Find us on uh, Twitter. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. And you let us know which Die Hard sequel you would want to see. Or 
email us at uh, everythingsequelpodcast at gmail. I think it's everythingsequelpodcast. Maybe it's everythingsequel at gmail. Yeah, try them both. I'll figure that out. And uh, just let us know, and you, we might read yours on the air, all right? So find us out, uh, or rather find us on, uh, uh, on our social media, and uh, we're going to call out your fantastic proposals. Tom, anything else? No, we'll go a little mad sometimes. <laughs> Boy, do we. Uh, fantastic work. Everybody, we're going to see you for our next time. When you see us again, you're going to hear the announcement of our next movie. We'll see you next time. Not see you. We'll hear. You'll hear us next time. I don't know. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>